Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast, New York Giants versus Baltimore Ravens preview this upcoming Sunday, October 16th at 1 p.m. If you're new here, we appreciate you joining us and we will get you through this entire preview talking about what happened this past week since our last episode was on Monday, getting you updated on that injury news, obviously going through our NFL picks and ending with the players to watch and our score predictions. I am back, obviously, as you can tell from my voice. Uh, My name is Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host and friend Alex, who uh, clutched up for me and recorded a solo episode on Sunday, which which got released on Monday, the recap. I was very busy all weekend, um, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, stuff just piled up with homework. Thank you, Alex. Um, I guess I'll just send it to you now. How are you doing? And... Are you ready for this game on Sunday? Because this is probably the, you know, the Packers was the biggest competition I would say the Giants faced so far this season. Last week, they were able to get the victory. And then the level increases another tier. And that's the Baltimore Ravens who are playing this weekend. So how's it going? And what do you think of this increased tier the Giants are going to expect on Sunday? I mean, I'm doing well. Uh, It's certainly tough to record on your own. Uh, I, you know, don't think the episodes are as good. Uh, when we're recording by ourselves. Unfortunately, we've had two solo episodes this year, but hopefully none more or very few more uh, going forward, especially on the recaps. The recap episodes are really fun to do together. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can get all our eggs in one basket, as people say, or I'm just saying now, I don't know if people actually say that. Um, But yeah, this is going to be a big week for the Giants. This is a huge game. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, they've definitely had a couple of, you know, questionable calls, uh, you know, by their coach, John Harbaugh, uh, throughout the few first few weeks of the season, that bills game, uh, where they had that, uh, I believe they went for two and they didn't get it. And it was a whole big thing, but, um, you know, certainly they were in that tight game with the bills who are probably the best team in the NFL. Um, and they've obviously been competing at a really high level. They've got Lamar Jackson, who I think, uh, is an extremely underrated quarterback, um, and I think, to be honest, he really doesn't get the respect he deserves. So it's going to be a difficult game. Uh, it's always tough to scheme around that Ravens offense. They're run heavy, RPO heavy, uh, and it's certainly tough to game plan against. But if anyone could do it, it's the former DC of the Ravens, Wink Martindale. And then on offense, obviously, a lot of key pieces are going to be missing. We'll get to that in the injury report. Um, and, you know, how is Daniel Jones, Mike Kafka, Brian Dable, uh, how are they all going to get this offense moving like they were able to last week against Green Bay, even with the limited weapons. And is Saquon Barkley going to be able to continue his hot run of form right now? Uh, And, you know, his huge game, uh, you know, his huge games after game uh, that he's really just putting up insane numbers. Um, And is he going to be able to continue that with a big day on Sunday? These are all questions to be asked. Um, but yeah, like excited for the game, a little bit nervous. I think the Ravens are the toughest team we've played yet. Yeah, I agree. And obviously I agree. I send it to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I think we should get into the, uh, the preview here, go through the news that we missed throughout the week. Um, you listening have missed and we have missed talking about. So first of all, uh, not that big of news, but the Giants signed wide receiver Robert Foster again to their practice squad on Monday. If you recognize the name, that's because the guy basically teared up in the preseason, but unfortunately There are just so many wide receivers on the roster during preseason that they had to cut it down. His name being the one, um, you know, cut. 
But he's back because our wide receiving wide receivers room is now super thin. And we're hoping to get one guy particularly back for this week. And we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, but we're hoping to get one guy back. Although it seems like Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, they will once again not be in this, uh, you know, on this team sheet in the in the lineup uh, against the Ravens. And with that being said, it, it leads into the hands of Darius Slayton and Marcus Johnson, who actually did pretty well in last week's game on Sunday, getting consistent reps, getting consistent plays on the field. I want to say, was he the number one wide receiver when it comes to snaps last week? I might be wrong. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And and that was also terrible about you missing uh, last week, unfortunately, is I couldn't talk all about Darius Slayton. That was really sad. I could only, well, I did end up talking about him for a good like five to 10 minutes. Anyway, don't worry about it, but it would have been more fun with you there. Um, but yeah, Darius Slayton was on fire. And, you know, if you wouldn't have made fun of me, I would have put him as my uh, player to watch for the Giants, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'm sure you'll come back this week and put him on there, but we'll let everyone sit and anticipate that. Um, we have a recurring thing now, a recurring bullet point on this podcast, and that is Saquon Barkley still leads the NFL in scrimmage yards through week five with 676. Nick Chubb right behind him, 36 yards behind him, though, with 630. Then Josh Jacobs, Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson follow on the list. Um, some depressing news here. Defensive tackle DJ Davidson was in fact placed on the IR with a torn ACL, meaning he will be out for the rest of the season. That injury occurred in London and it's just tough to see. I know the guy isn't like a, he's a starter. He's not like our top defensive tackle on the team, but he's definitely a depth piece there. And another guy that we had on our roster that we used. Uh, that Wink Martindale used specifically um, and was a starter for this team. So although he isn't the best defensive tackle, he is a starter that we are losing for the rest of the season. So other guys are going to have to step up. And it's just, yeah, I mean, injuries suck. We know this. We lo- we had Shepard earlier this year. Now we have Davidson, um, both of those guys missing the rest of the season. So it's just kind of next man up mentality, I would say. The Giants have to take it that way. And when you're four and one, I feel like it's a little bit easier to adjust than if we were one and four. Yeah, I mean, I'd say so really more with the confidence factor that all these players who are kind of in the peripheral and kind of like the backup guys, they're going to see, you know, some of these other players who are really stepping up for the Giants. Um, You know, I'm just going to give a random example, Fabian Moreau, for example, or Justin Lane when he came in uh, on this past Sunday. So, you know, there's certainly don't forget your boy Tomon Fox. Don't I, I will never forget, you know, to be honest, he's not even a backup. He's not on the peripheral. He's right in the thick of things. So I, you know, I'm not going to include him in that category. He's, he's a beast man, but um, yeah, it's certainly tough with all these injuries, but I think the confidence level that this coaching staff has really put into this giants team, all 53 men plus the practice squad really feel involved. Uh, and I think that's an important thing uh, with, you know, the giants injury history and this next man up mentality. Uh, it looked like we might have had a new man up at punter, too, possibly, um, with Jamie Gillen having a passport issue. Uh, he did not come home with the team from London on Sunday. He instead came home Wednesday night. So it's a little weird. Uh, we don't know exactly what the issue was with his passport, um, but you know it could have been much worse. Obviously, if you're a normal you know, non-NFL player, uh, it could take two or three, maybe even a month. Uh, two, three weeks, maybe even a month 
to you know resolve a passport issue and then in that case you're stuck in England uh, before returning to the United States but uh, obviously the Giants I'm sure have some connections here and there uh, and they were able to get that situation resolved quickly and he was back at practice on Thursday so all good news uh, the Scottish Hammer is back with the team and he'll be ready for Sunday so that's that's uh, you know definitely positive news for the Giants. Speaking of injuries, uh, we'll definitely talk about uh, the injury reports, which I'll go through now. Uh, for Wednesday, uh, October 12th, the players who did not participate include Cordell Flott with the calf injury, Jamie Gillen, who was obviously on the plane, so he could not practice, Kenny Galladay with a knee, Tony Jefferson with a foot, Jason Pinnock with an ankle, and Kadarius Tony with the hamstring. Limited participants that day included Saquon Barkley with a shoulder, it looks like he's going to be okay, luckily. Uh, Darnay Holmes with a quad. Dory Jackson with a knee and neck. Uh, and it looks like he will be able to return this week, which is really exciting. Uh, Chris Myrak uh, with an ankle. Aziz Ojolari with that calf issue. Uh, Wandell Robinson with a knee, who's also trending upward now as a limited participant. Tyrod Taylor uh, it was with a concussion. And Leonard Williams with a knee injury also trending upward, and that's definitely good. For Thursday here, uh, the did-not-participate players included Cordell Flott again, Kenny Galladay, Tanner Hudson with an illness. Hopefully he feels better by Sunday. Tony Jefferson, uh, Jason Pinnock, Kadarius Tony again. Jihad Ward was an addition on Thursday, but that was not injury-related, um, so hopefully nothing too bad there. Limited again participants, Saquon Barkley, uh, Darnay Holmes, Adore Jackson, Chris Myrak, Aziz Ojolari, Wandale Robinson, and Leonard Williams, uh, the same guys who uh, we talked about for Wednesday. And then uh, Tyrod Taylor was a full participant, and he is now out of concussion protocol. So all good news there uh, for Tyrod Taylor. And now the Giants can obviously save a practice squad call-up, uh, no longer needing to bring up Davis Webb for this Sunday. Okay, so let me clear up a few things that we talked about or you talked about here. So first of all, we do know the passport deal with Jamie Gillen and why um, you know he wasn't with the team. He actually said that he had to get a passport visa, a P1A, which is specific for athletes. Um, it actually extended to get back in the country, and it was something that could only be handled in person. So they knew it would take time, the Giants did. So humongous thanks to the Giants organization and Lori Tish for allowing that to happen and talking to the right people, Jamie Gillen said, and the people at the U.S. Embassy, fantastic people there. They were really helpful there because there was paperwork quite long and involved. We had a goal to get me back in two days, and we did. So we did it, and I'm back there. Uh, Tish and the sister of Steve Tish, the chairman, executive vice president of the Giants, uh, she assisted in the expediting of the process of getting Gillen back home. What's pretty cool, though, is in the meantime, Jamie Gillen actually got to spend an extra few days with his family. Uh, he got an Airbnb in London. They ordered food. They snuck at some workouts, and they actually studied film on the iPad that the New York Giants issue. So super cool that actually it worked out in the end. Jamie Gillen was able to get some extra time with his family. Uh, and if you actually were paying attention to social media, you saw that Casey Kreider and... Um, and a uh, kicker for the New York Giants, Graham Gano, were wearing the near, their normal New York Giants shirts, but with an added, what looked like was in Sharpie, a free Jamie uh, or a free Gillen, something like that. Um, a, a uh, like a, you know, writing on the shirt. So that was pretty funny. All right. So that was the first thing to clear up. What was the, what was the other thing I wanted to clear up? 
The other thing I wanted to clear up was there was a couple things. Um, yeah, Saquon Barkley, Brian Dable was asked about it in his press conference. There's nothing to worry about. Saquon Barkley, he's going to play the, like there, I think Dable was asked the question of like, is there any concern over Saquon Barkley? You're like putting him in for limit. Nope. Was like one word answer. So all good with Saquon Barkley there. Um, next thing, this is just the me personally thing. Cause like that's not his name. Alex, I don't know where you're getting the A in the rack of Chris Myrack. There's an I. It's Chris Myrick. That's just a me thing. So I've, I, I've changed his name now. It's Myrack. All right. Well, it's Myrick. So please stop because it's just it's getting in my head and I don't like it. The Jihad Ward, not injury related thing that happened today when we we're recording this Thursday night. It was veteran. Um, it was you know it was like a veteran um, skip for Jihad Ward, so he's completely fine. Um, so that was just, that's what that was. Um, so nothing wrong with him at all. And then the deal with Tanner Hudson was, yeah, I mean, it's an illness. Um, he's sick right now. We're hoping that he comes back in time for the game. It shouldn't be a problem from what I've read. And then that's all I have to clear up everything. So now we can move on. Um, Leonard Williams, uh, with the knee injury, he's looking like a guy to play on Sunday on a knee brace uh, with his right knee. He missed the last three games and that that would be a crucial piece of the Giants. If There's also some rumors swirling about Rondell Robinson as he's a limited player in practice right now. If we can get Wondell Robinson back, um, Adoree Jackson back, and Leonard Williams back, it'll be great. Three great additions to help strap up um, you know, in the game against the Ravens because, like we said, best opponent they've played. To have those guys back would be great. Even at not at full strength, like full healthiness level um, would be would be super cool. Alex, do we want to do our NFL picks now? I would say we should do them. Yes, I, I'm 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 good to go right into the NFL picks. You want to start or do I start? Whatever you uh, want. I, don't I care. mean, you've you've started most of the season. All right, I'll continue starting. All right. So we are recording before the Thursday night game. It's going to kick off in about 15 minutes, I believe. Right. Uh, Thursday night starts at uh, 8.15. Anyway, 15 to 20 minutes from now. Um, but that is going to include the Colts, uh, not the Colts, the Bears and the Commanders. I have the Commanders. Josh has the Bears. Uh, Jaguars, Colts starting, starting with- off on the wrong foot again. We're going back and forth with how we start this here. Didn't do last week's picks. Unacceptable. All right. So we both went 10 and 5 last week. So better. That's good, right? Like, you know, we, we've been struggling the past few weeks. We were like eight and seven, seven and eight, you know, six. And I think we were even six and some and six and nine at one point. It was, it was pathetic, but 10 and five. So we're, we're improving. No one got the better this week uh, of each other, unfortunately. So no shift, I guess, in the, in the standings, if that makes any sense, sense. I don't think there's standings when it's two people, but whatever, I'm just going to roll with it. Um, going back to the picks. Uh, I'll remind you of Thursday night. I have the Commanders. Josh has the Bears. Uh, Jaguars, Colts, Colts. Why do I keep saying Colts? Uh, Colts, um, Jaguars. Uh, I have the Jaguars, excuse me, and Josh has the Colts. That was a difficult game for me to pronounce. I don't know why. Uh, Patriots, Browns. I have the Pats. Josh has the Browns. Bengals, Saints. We both have the Bengals. Buccaneers, Steelers. We both have the Buccaneers. 49ers, Falcons. We both have the 49ers. Jets Packers. We'll see if the Jets can beat the Packers like their fellow New York team. Uh, but we both have the Packers for that one. Vikings Dolphins. Um, we both 
have the Vikings. Obviously, it looks like Tua and Teddy Bridgewater will not be playing in that one. All right, so now we move to the 4 o'clock window. starting off with the Panthers versus the Rams. We both have the Rams winning that game. The Cardinals versus the Seahawks. We both have the Cardinals winning that game. And then the game of the week, Bills versus Chiefs. The last two or three years, I would say, um, this has always been a game to watch for fans. It's going to be that way again this year. Alex and I both have the Bills winning this one, although it's, I think, going to come down to the wire just like every other Bills-Chiefs game has uh, in the past few years. And then you have the NFC East matchup happening at the same, uh, excuse me, Sunday Night Football is the Eagles-Cowboys game. We both have the Eagles winning that one, although I think that could be a toss-up because for some freaking reason, the Cowboys are really good without Dak Dak Prescott in the the, uh, the backfield, in the pocket. So whatever it is, Cooper Rush somehow getting the job done and doing it with perfection, but we both have the Eagles winning that game. No really clear per, uh, team we want winning. It doesn't matter either way. They both suck. NFC East. Broncos, Chargers, Monday night game. We both have the Chargers winning there. And with isn't, that, it, uh, isn't it funny that the Broncos are on prime time again because they've been unwatchable, man. Uh, you know, my favorite non-giant player, Russell Wilson, unfortunately has had a, he's had a rough start. Um, let's just say that. And it's made the games quite unwatchable for the Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett not having the best start either. So a little odd, I guess they may, well, they make the schedule beforehand, but a little odd that they have the Broncos in primetime three of the first uh, six weeks or four of the first six weeks. Uh, Certainly odd. I guess Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride. Once he comes in, there's only up you can go when it comes to ratings, but not up to, 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 I guess, playing style or ability to not in wins. That's for sure. (laughs) That too. All right, let's go to our players to watch. I'm going to start off with the giants and because they're limited on wide receivers once again this week, although we hope we get Wondell Robinson back. I'm going to go to the tight end, the rookie tight end. That is Daniel Bellinger does a lot of job, you know, a lot of good jobs uh, blocking for the team when they rush the ball. He also was involved in play action a lot of the time. Let's have him go out there and score a touchdown in this game. Him and Mark Andrews are going to be battling for the best tight end out there. I think we know he's going to win that one. Mark Andrews leading the Ravens uh, so far this season in receiving yards. But let's see what Daniel Bellinger can do. So that's my giant to watch. My Raven to watch, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. I'm going basic here, but it is what it is. Leads the team in rushing yards. And then obviously with passing yards, I mean, he's the quarterback, but rushing yards, another one too. That's like, oh, wow. I mean, but the guy is a beast. So we knew that already. Alex. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's, he's a beast. What do you want? Like there, there's nothing to say. He's extremely underrated in my opinion. So, you know, I'm not going to harp on about it. You're going to think I'm a Ravens fan. Um, so I'm not going to do that for the giants. My player to watch is going to be Julian love with Lamar Jackson. You're going to need to put a spy on him. Uh, and you cannot put a linebacker like Tay Crowder on him because he will just not be able to catch him. So I think it's going to be a safety. It could be Love. It could be McKinney. I think McKinney's been playing so well over the top. Um, Dane Belton, just not enough experience for me. I think Julian Love is going to be the guy that they deploy as that QB spy. So I think he's going to be key for the Giants in terms of whether or not they can shut down Lamar Jackson in the running game. Uh, for the Ravens, I think Devin Duvernay. Uh, no Rashad Bateman, it seems, for the Ravens. He hasn't practiced at all this week. Uh, and Devin Duvernay steps up as that next man up as the wide receiver one. 
Um, and they really use him in all sorts of different ways. They use him out of the backfield in the slot, out wide, outside, uh, I should say. Uh, and I think he's definitely a really dangerous player and someone who really doesn't get, uh, I think, the recognition he deserves as well. So certainly going to be a tough player. He's just a tough player to cover. All right. And then you send it back to me for my score prediction. I will start 27-20 Ravens. I know. Let's hope I get surprised. I want to say I had the Packers last week, but I'm not 100% sure. If I did, let's start a streak here of me down in the Giants and then them taking that doubt and turning it into a win. I want to be 5-1 and one after this game, Alex. I, I want my Giants to be 5-1, and one, obviously. But I have the Ravens winning this one. I do too. Uh, I have a little bit closer here. I have the Ravens scoring 30 and the Giants scoring 26. Um, you know, four point game. Um, it's going to come down to the wire, I think. But I think, uh, but in general, I think the Ravens just have a little bit too much quality, uh, too much experience in terms of coaching. Um, and then obviously Lamar Jackson, you know, it's just that difference at quarterback is going to make this game, um, you know, just, you know, I'd say, and I'm not going to say unwinnable, but very tough for the Giants to win. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's going to be a good matchup, though. I think it's going to be enjoyable to watch. It shouldn't be a blowout either way. Both teams so far this season doing pretty well. Um, the Giants, for their standards heading into the season, incredibly well at 4-1. and one. Uh, And let's hope they stay on that positive winning path. For us, a few notes I want to say before we wrap this one up. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Go to shipitstudios.com slash the giant take to check out more places to listen. You can follow us on our social media channels. We have various amounts of them on Twitter and TikTok at the giant take pod, Instagram and Facebook, the giant take. And Alex on Twitter at NON23. I'm on Twitter at Joshalo29. If I said that all too fast or you weren't listening, it's all good. That'll be in the podcast notes. Alex, take us out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Uh, and we'll see you next time, hopefully, after another Giants win. And hopefully, the Giants will be 5-1. and one. We'll see you then. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.